Vibrational Medicine is a podcast to bring awareness to the various natural wellness practices and treatments available. I am your host, Ash Neumeister, and these conversations are born out of my curiosity to learn more about the technologies available to us to stay in our optimal, vital, healthy, and natural state for our entire life, regardless of aging and all of the challenges of living in our modern day world. We will discuss topics covering how to stay healthy in mind, body, and spirit. Let's take a moment for one deep breath and then enjoy the conversation. Hello, hello, and welcome. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to learn a little bit more about how you can be your own medicine. On today's episode, I had a chat with my friend Linda Arnold, and she has a unique story as a sound healer. She started as a classically trained musician, and she's an amazing flute player and plays all kinds of instruments. And, you know, over time became more curious about using sound for healing and We get into various different topics about what that transition was like, as well as, you know, where musicians can begin to be more intentional with the sounds that they're creating and really use the music and sounds for healing and for the benefit of all those that listen to it. We also talk about how we believe that, you know, it should be more common that we all can use our voice as a sound healing instrument and we get into some practices that you can learn and begin to do that now throughout your day. It really is one of the untapped resources I feel that we have our own voice, you know, learning how to do things throughout the day to really create more peace and tranquility and learn how to transmute energy. Linda mentions, you know, that using our voice as a way of turning our energy and making it audible. And so you can work with that energy in your body to move it and shift it in an instant. You know, we can all do that with something as simple as just taking a sigh, you know, deep breath in and sighing it out. And it really is powerful. It will impact your life overall if you create these moments of practice as often as you can throughout the day. Sound healing is a topic that I am super passionate about, and so if this does pique your curiosity or you want to learn more, please feel free to reach out to me with any questions, and if I don't know the answer, I'd be happy to point you in the right direction. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation and learn a little something, and if you do, please share it with your family and friends. I really appreciate your support in getting the word out. All right. Welcome everyone to another episode of Vibrational Medicine with Ash. And if you're watching on the video version, this is a a big moment. I'm actually interviewing Linda in person. (laughs) First time doing that. So excited about that. And really excited to have Linda Arnold on today. We're going to be diving deep into sound and as those of you that have been listening to this podcast know that's one of my deepest passions and love talking about this topic. So super happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's finally happening. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And actually, since we originally wanted to do the podcast, we've been able to actually collaborate since that time and yep. with Sonic Devas. So I feel like this is perfect timing to be just dropping in deeper with this whole yes sound. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So do, do you, I don't think your listeners know who, um, what Sonic Davis is. So yeah, yeah. So, so Sonic Davis is, um, well, it's our feminine, divine feminine sound healing orchestra that we created, uh, put together originally at Bhakti and Shakti Fest to give a platform for collaboration, um, uh, with women and sound healers and musicians and you know to bring it all together I think the biggest thing you know is just the collaborative aspect is what really is um, just so so needed in the community you know I think we have so much individual uh, you know branding and individual artistry happening and that's beautiful but when we can like bring together people for common um, performance uh, it's just you know, it's very special. Yeah. 
For sure. It has been for me too, because it's the first time that I really collaborated with, well, a lot of women, you know, it's like, there's sometimes there's 13 of us. What's the most yeah. we've had? I think most we've had is 15. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and just like having fun with bringing all of our various instruments mm -hmm. and songs and voices together in a way. And then you being able to tie it all together and us really collaborating and sharing the power of sound and the yeah. unique very unique way I think I don't really know of many other people that are doing that but there's any I don't know <laughs> but yeah it's been a fun journey yeah just really um practicing our ability to collaborate in a way like yes. in that you know which is great skill in all parts of life <laughs> you know well, well sure absolutely mm -hmm. yeah you know and making sure everyone's talent unique vibe is heard in their strongest way through that so mm -hmm. um but then uh always coming back to the you know collective singing the collective playing together the the listening to each other right yeah. so a lot of what we do with sound healing is that this there's the buzz phrase is deep listening right mm -hmm. we really listen to each other um we play off of each other it's a conversation without words you know mm -hmm. besides the words that we sing but really tuning tuning in and and music just being a part of the making of the music um it, it's a skill that that deep listening skill comes through that and then you know branches out into all aspects of like life and mm -hmm. dealing with people and you know yeah <laughs> the whole the whole kit and caboodle right? right if we really know how to how to tune into each other and communicate and and hold space you know for something larger than ourselves there's a movement behind that it's very mm. very strong it kind mm. of ripples out in the community that's what i found i mean it's all been like a leap of faith for me mm -hmm. you know and an experiment as all my art has been and i i feel like there's just um just a delicious potency behind like what is formed yeah. here and the potential of it for mm -hmm you know, more people to be involved and to share their gifts. Right. And that's why we're here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Well, I'd love to actually dive a little bit deeper into your story. Sure. And uh, we were talking a bit before we started recording about how you really started as a musician. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about, well, you know, maybe even like taking it earlier than that, like what brought you into music in the beginning and and then that transition for you into the sound healing space. Sure. I mean, I've been wanting to express myself in the arts as long as I can remember. So I was like three, four years old, going to dance lessons and asking my parents for piano lessons when I was six. And mm -hmm. I mean, there was already this um, desire to jump in headfirst as you know, a kid. And um, so I took piano lessons, took flute lessons. I studied classically all through college. And so I got that like base, the, the, like the foundation of, of musicianship, like very, very strong musicianship. And, um, but you know, through the classical music uh, world, it's very, very hard. There's always something missing for me there. There was always this like, I, but there's music inside and that's not being honored or how do I create that? Yeah. I, I'm hearing something, this is something beyond the training and learning other people's music, right? And so it sort of led to me um, uh, starting to compose and write and it went to recording school. So I got the technical side of things and then just uh, experimented and started to write, you know, and, and, and produce my own stuff and learn music technology and mm -hmm. become a, a singer. So I wasn't singing before and I started songwriting and, you know, tapping into that important piece uh, of the puzzle, mm -hmm. um, loving myself, loving my voice and expressing through that. And then throughout my 20s, um, went through, you know, uh, just a very, um, you know, lots of waves up and down <laughs> as artists go through, like just making albums and touring and there's something missing. I love psychology. I, I loved, you know, uh, to connect with people. And, and I know that for me, every time I wrote something, it would be like very healing for me. If I wrote a song or a composition, you kind of feel it like in your soul. And you, mm -hmm. you know, everybody has their soul sound, their soul music, and and you know, finding a way to express that. Um, and uh, so that oh, around you know, 
30, 2930 is when I um, found this um, sound healing program, a certificate program um, by Sylvia Nakach, Sound Voice and Music Healing up in San Francisco, year long program featuring all these incredible teachers, like uh, from sound healing to meditation, Qigong, I mean, we did, we did it all, um, improvisation, music improvisation. And um, it changed my life jumping into that. So I, it was around the time when I just needed a shift. You know, I was kind of burnt out from the way I've been doing it. Something's kind of missing. And this was it. It was, mm -hmm. it definitely integrated a part of myself that, um, you know, I always loved new age and ambient music and as well as electronic stuff. But mm -hmm. um, the, uh, the, the sound healing aspect and the, the aspect of the deep listening with the chanting, uh, the Sanskrit, um, and even approaching mm -hmm. instrumentation in a different way, uh, like completely changed my whole path. Um, and it became quite an obsession. So then I couldn't go, it was like the sense of like, when you learn something, that you can't ever go back. Like right. it, it changes you so much. And that's what this, this program did for me. Um, mm -hmm. And it made my voice even more embodied and stronger through like devotional singing techniques and vocal toning and all the things that we were doing um, you know, through the ragas and medicine songs and things like that, that Sylvia would bring in. Mm -hmm. And um, so I knew that I, I was on a different path and even though I was doing other compositional projects and just still doing my music stuff in general, that that was going to weave in more heavily from, from then on. Mm -hmm. um, so then coming down here five years ago, it's really the first thing that I felt I wanted how I wanted to enter into the community was through the sound healing and the meditation and the wellness. And I knew I'd meet great people through that channel, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what's happened is that, you know, I am able to um, combine now my musicianship and all of my experience um, and, and then also bring in the sound piece and have and experiment with how those all can weave together, you know, and, and mm -hmm. blossom. Right. Yeah, for the benefit of the community, mm -hmm. for the benefit of the people involved. Um, mm -hmm. It's a very, very interesting space to be working in now. Yeah. You know, and exploring. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I've noticed that, you know, your style of sound healing is very unique because of your background. Yeah. You know, like you play the flute mm -hmm. and you have all of this other classical training. And, and I think that that's such a, beautiful thing to be able to merge what you're saying you know like taking the you know whatever music that you learned through your earlier training and thinking about it in a different way like with the intention of like how can I create healing with this yes you know and writing songs with that intention in mind from the beginning mm -hmm. you know which I you know I work with a lot of musicians in my other job and and I will drop little nuggets sometimes, you know, to musicians of like, you know, about tunings, you know, like the 432 mm -hmm. hertz and, you know, most music is tuned to 440 and, and different producers that work with musicians and just like asking them, have you ever thought about how these frequencies that you're creating and putting out in the world in these songs are affecting the people that are hearing them, you know, like on a physical level, for example. Right. And, and they're like, no, you know, I'm, and so it's this, I feel like there's such an opportunity for the worlds to merge like you have already done, mm -hmm. you know, in your own life. And with musicians, just being a little bit more intentional with the sounds that they're creating. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like that's, that could be a whole new world. I, I saw, actually, I think it was our friend Torkum that posted something about like Kanye West recently discovered like 432 Hertz. Yeah. 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 Well, he's found Jesus, you know? Oh, right, yeah. Right, he's, right. Yeah. So uh, that was what I read this week. Um, Kanye West has found Jesus and, and, uh, but he's doing, I mean, look, he's doing something really interesting and, and I see this sometimes, you know, famous artists who have like, they have their breakdown or their 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 pivotal evolution moment mm -hmm. and then they go into like sacred music in whatever way that speaks to them and so what i've loved about the kanye evolution is mm -hmm. like he's doing these huge church services with incredible music incredible singing arrangement like oh, he's wow. bringing i don't know if you've seen any of the videos mm -hmm. uh i don't know what he calls it and i think and they also did this like where they did a flash mob uh, 
uh, at Coachella where they just went up on a hill and did their thing, mm-hmm. you know, away from the stages. Like, it, oh, wow. and, and I, so I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a, a very cool, you know, that gives me a lot of encouragement and hope because someone with that amount of influence and pull, um, bringing, you know, sacred music into a space, bringing people together in a devotional way, in his way. Yeah. Right. So we have a lot more, more R and B and gospel influence. Um, and you know, it's like he has a musical director. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's all, it's very positive. Right. But again, like, yeah, that's music uh, for healing. Yeah. Like using it as a vehicle, you know, to, to collectively um, create community with us always being behind our phones and stuff, right? Yeah. We need that more than ever, mm-hmm. right? We need, we need the, the, the people that are going to um, merge and, and um, combine yeah. know, to like, really help the community grow mm-hmm. and evolve. Yeah, and I mean, music is such a great tool for bringing any sort of healing or education even, Mm -hmm. or, you know, all of these things that we need on the planet right now, like this massive shift that is happening. And so people that have like huge followings like Kanye, it's like, yes, like, please do this. And so it's, yeah, I'm more of that. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I like the whole, this whole medicine music Mm-hmm. movement yeah um it's like we had new age music for a long time um it's always been there like this threat but what's happening now through sound healing meditation and all these instruments that are being composed or uh, invented mm-hmm. and combined you know into creating new sounds but uh just evolving the new age movement into something that is just like not like this niche right. in every kind of like, oh yeah, new age music, like yeah. it's not cool. But making it, we gotta make it kind of cool, mm-hmm. you know, to um, have have sound healing and this type of meditative music evolve and it's something that's more universal. Mm-hmm. And so people, you know, more people are involved, not only in going to concerts, and but but also in becoming musicians themselves yeah. and, and exploring sound themselves, mm-hmm. which is a lot of what, like we do yeah um, it's the teaching like teaching toning mm-hmm. teaching vocal toning um breath work the mm-hmm. stuff that you do you're teaching these practices that are like the prerequisites for entering into the sound world yeah and, and you know loving the sound that you make mm-hmm. yeah. i'd love for you to speak more about that you know like what you teach with your private clients and mm-hmm. your group sessions and like what that's like for people and even sharing, you know, how that can also impact your life overall outside of those kinds of just the one-on-one sessions. Sure. Yeah. I do a, a bunch of things. Um, like for private sessions, I do straight up like sound healing, you know, relaxation sessions with Tibetan bowls and different acoustic instruments and toning. Um, and then I have a lot, a lot of clients that come just for vocal training. Mm. So but I, I have really evolved my, you know, vocal training into the more devotional music, meditative vocal space. So I do a, a lot of the call and response singing, the breath work exercises, scanning the voice, kind of getting into the proper way to breathe, some of that vocal technique, but then just like singing a lot, singing long tones, singing different vowels, singing, you know, going into some mantra and chanting so that like, you're just using your voice. Cause that's really where it's at. Mm-hmm. it's at. It's not to bombard people with like, Oh, I can't sing. I've always been a terrible singer. And that's the programming a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. And it's just undoing that by entering in very, very slowly. Like we're just going to hum for five minutes. So you can actually hear, like, get used to making sound right. without judgment. Mm. Um, and then depending on what people require, then we can go to the piano and do scales and do the traditional stuff to like exercise the voice and to connect the different parts of the head and the chest, you know, throat voice and Mm -hmm. create some continuity in there. And so there are things that are beneficial for people, traditional, Mm -hmm. traditional wise, uh, training wise. Um, but really it's like, it's about feeling comfortable with the sound that you make. That's what I do a lot with people. Um, besides just straight up, like, you know, there is some musical training. So I had, I've had, um, like thousands of private music students over the past 20 years. I'm just used to working with the beginner's mind and with mm-hmm. the people who are excited about music, giving them structure, understanding about theory if they want all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also 
with others if they want to just take an improvisational or more loose approach, mm-hmm. you know, more open approach to what, you know, the wellness angle, then I can tailor, um, you know, to, to that. So yeah. with the privates, it's really depending on what I can offer a lot and I can yeah. tailor, you know, what people want and need, you know, and that's why I created my studio. So everything is there, mm-hmm. you know, um, you, know, you want piano lessons today or you want to do a flute thing or go back to voice so you want to learn about tibetan bowls and just like being able to offer that play shop to mm-hmm. people that come in um it's been really really fun it's been like an evolution of my teaching too so yeah. it you know, the sound healing has been an evolution of my art and then um but also in how i want to work with people mm-hmm. as well um and then with the group sessions i you know i do a lot of sound meditations um all over la and and um, I do a lot of the vocal toning also with them, call and response singing, um, some you know, mantras, medicine songs, and you know, so many beginners come through. Like, and so beginners meaning like they're new to sound healing. Like every single session, at least two, three, five, six people. Mm-hmm. It's their first sound bath. Nice. And they get, they really get an idea of, of like, okay, what is this world about? And I think doing the vocal practice beforehand, just like you do the breath work and the toning also, mm-hmm. um, really gives people a chance to like focus in and, and arrive in the space and to not just be quiet and like mm-hmm. kind of feel weird and uncomfortable, <laughs> like what are we going to do here? What does this sound voodoo, you know? <laughs> um, but to immediately uh, be called in to, you know, create together. Mm-hmm. be a part of the, the sound current and sound fabric right you know? and then when they lay down they've already like kind of initiated into that and, and understanding you know what, what it's like to make sound in this way and then they can receive also mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think that's an important piece of this you know in LA anyways sound baths are getting very popular mm-hmm. um yeah. but most people have no idea what a sound bath is like in other parts of the country yeah um, just so for those of you that don't know what a sound bath is, it's basically going to a venue, a space, and laying down and receiving healing sounds. And that can be from so many different kinds of instruments, um, like the bowls, Tibetan bowls, there's crystal bowls, Native American flutes, shakers, gongs, like mm-hmm. there's just so many. And like Linda mentioned, more and more are being created every day specifically mm-hmm. for that usage. Right. And um, what Linda and I are both passionate about is also teaching people how to use their voice as a sound healing instrument, which a lot of sound baths don't do that. They'll just go lay down and receive, which is great. Uh, it can be very relaxing. But when you start to learn how to use your own voice, you can take that into your everyday. And you can you learn a practice that you can go home with to then incorporate into your own life as a sound healing tool. Right. And I think that that, I would love to see more of that happening in the sound baths, right? You know, simple things like humming, you know, like you mentioned, it's so powerful. And I'm really just sticking with the simplest things because I have so many new people, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I, when I learned about humming, it seems like, oh, humming, but it's so profound when you do it with the intention to center yourself and ground yourself. Yeah. And so Pat Moffat Cook, who I, who I brought that into into the program she's up in seattle she does um, all kinds of work and um has a phd and she's like just hum for 10 minutes a day and it'll change your life it's, it's a, for people that don't um they can't meditate in silence they're just not there yet i was there in my 20s mm-hmm. I, I have a story about that where i couldn't sit for more than two minutes i had to leave um <laughs> that was the beginning right because yeah. if the thoughts are like uh, unbelievable mm-hmm. like just dealing with this on a daily basis and and you know finding peace yeah. um so you know i've had a lot of people tell me just from even the introduction like the humming or doing an ah sound is my mm-hmm. favorite ah is the sound for the heart and dropping into the heart and, or an e sound or an o sound for ohm you know mm-hmm. uh, i've had people tell me it's gotten through traffic traffic jams and, mm-hmm. and, and you know long drives where yeah you think you're gonna lose it but you gotta release that you got that energy has to go somewhere right and how do we take that in that energy of tension frustration anger grief sadness whatever it is you mm-hmm. know whatever whatever we flipped into yeah you know, and and to, to change that you totally. know to shift that to actually you know make it a positive 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's hard. There's a, so much that we deal with all the time. Yeah. Um, but simple practices. I have my tuning fork too. I'll just be in the car. I'll put my <laughs> auto tuning fork on my third eye or my heart and uh-huh. take a nice, a nice deep breaths and making that sound, like being aware of your sigh. Yeah. The sigh is one of the most powerful um, breaths we have. Mm-hmm. I notice it every time when I tell people to sigh and I sigh myself, my entire back, my shoulder blades, my entire back muscles, I feel like they drop two inches. Right. I, wow. Like yeah. to be aware of that yeah. is, is so important. Um, and then from there, you know, yeah, making, making that, letting it out. Um, mm-hmm. When I studied with Sylvia, she would talk about um, how, you know, she was combining psychotherapy and sound and working with people. We talk about like meeting people where they are in their energy and then trying to shift that through the sound exercises and movement. And, okay. you know, so if somebody comes in agitated, you have to kind of meet them, meet them there and then slowly help them unwind that, you know, through through sound making, through movement, through, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, meditative practices of all, of all kinds. But right. I thought that was an interesting thing too. Yeah. Know, that's that, great. you know, holding space for someone also means acknowledging, meeting them where they are, you know, and then helping them mm-hmm. unwind it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And my teacher was Wayne Perry and he talks a lot about the different kinds of sound that we make and, like the releasing sounds, you know, mm-hmm. like we, like you mentioned, where you just got to get it out, you right. know, like just, and we do it naturally a lot of the times when we're like, when we get hurt or something, like we scream or we're like, ow, or, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like getting it out. Mm-hmm. And since I've learned just that little bit of information of, you know, what is useful. now I do that all the time. Like when I feel like I got like, startled or I'm frustrated or just this any sort of energy in my body that I like don't like and that I don't want I'll just like make sounds and just like get it out and Mm -hmm. just allow whatever to come out and it immediately brings you back to center yes you know it's like the fastest easiest tool you know that we all of us can make sound most of us and it's so easy and it's free. It's just like just that little bit of knowledge, yep. you know, of using the tools that we have mm-hmm. of our sounds. And it really does help me throughout my day stay so much more calm and centered and peaceful. And um, yeah, it's a fun world, you know, yeah. of exploring. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been obsessed with it since day one mm-hmm. and everything I've discovered in it, the, the people I've met, the adventures I've been on, um, over the years, you know, it's, um, it's a life, it's a very enriching life path where you learn yeah. a lot, you know, you learn a lot about people and about yourself and you evolve and, and you, you create, you kind of present the world with what you're experiencing, you know, through, your own, you know, your own experience, and we share that, and, and um, so, so getting people more in tune with that, with their own artistry and creativity, that it's not just for people that are like, you know, famous people or more accomplished people, but it is actually community-based music making is so important. Mm. That people have, that there's very simple like uh, ways to to um, start sounding, making sound. Um, mm. Like everyone should have like a living room full of instruments to play, you know, yeah. like get rid of the TV like, <laughs> and let's play, you know, mm-hmm. let's create. And, um, and, and so I, I see, you know, with the right amount of time that come becoming more and more important, you mm-hmm. know, um, bringing people into the music making process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd love for us to share, you know, some ways for people to start doing that now, okay. you know, yeah. you've already mentioned like humming, which is a great one yeah. and, or toning a vowel sound, mm-hmm. which toning just means making a sound. So yeah, just doing an ah uh, or mm-hmm. oh, or whatever vowel, like you can start playing with the different ones. Yeah. And if you're interested, you can dive deeper into learning more about like what the vowels can support you with and what they correlate with as far as like chakras and energy centers. Mm -hmm. Um, But what are some other things you think that 
would be easy access points? Well, I, there's the breaths, right? And you do the, the breath work. The, the, the breaths that I really like to do in my sessions, um, there's some main ones. Like first is the sigh. So you're just um, concentrating in deep. Take a deep belly breath in and sigh. It's amazing. I just feel my entire like body just go. Yeah. <laughs> And doing that two or three times, and there's a there's a release of like a ah kind of sound also. Mm -hmm. So you're pushing the air a little bit out. It, it's a very intentional sigh, you know, audible sigh. Mm -hmm. You make our energy audible. It it helps to move things even more. Mm -hmm. um, I like the S sound. There's this a, a technique and a practice called the six healing sounds for the organs by Montaccia. Mm -hmm. And that's a very cool practice. And so I've taken a couple of my favorite um, audible breaths from that practice. One is the S sound. So S in that um, modality is for, um, uh, it's associated with the lungs for releasing grief and loss and depression. Um, so he's, so with this organ, he's, cause we don't, we talk about chakras a lot and mm -hmm. uh, chakras, mm -hmm. but we don't talk about our, or like our organs and the other things in our body that are our physical things mm -hmm. where we store emotions and energy. Right? Mm -hmm. So with the S sound, it's very simple. You take a deep breath in and then And you let that go, right? As, you, as long as you can. There is a little bit of tension there in the mouth as you're letting that S sound out. And just imagine like those feelings, those, you know, the, the things that are seemingly stuck or in a pattern in your body, um, just going out through that sound into the air, right? It's like we're cycling back mm. that, that, that energy that's not, you know, that you're trying to evolve out of. Um, and then the one for the liver is, um, is liver is where we store a lot of anger and frustration. Mm -hmm. And we use SH sound for that, which SH is like the beginning of another word that we use when we, we are angry. <laughs> I mean, it all kind of correlates. Um, but this one is, it's a little bit looser, but again, it's just, uh, you're taking a deep breath in. Sometimes if you want to just pay attention, like I put the intention of like whatever organ that you're trying to you know, release from, and you can give yourself a little bit of self reiki, right? It's like, you know, energy healing. And so you're circulating your own energy back into your body and then releasing what is not um, working from that space and breathing in. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other one that I learned from Sylvia that's great is um, the, what she calls the supra breath. And people love doing this uh, in my sessions. This one's a quick release. S-H-O-O. -O. Mm -hmm. So it's a quick, like, so build up happens, release it immediately. I encourage people in my sound baths to use those breaths. Mm -hmm. Whatever one feels good because in the sounds will also bring things up anxieties and emotions and you know, don't sit there with holding a breath right you gotta let that let that go um and then i recently found out from someone that that super breath is the way that you say thank you to the plants in the plant medicine world mm -hmm. so if you were in ceremony and you hear we're <laughs> saying thank you to the healing plants, but mm. you know it doesn't even have to be the plant medicines, but mm. any any plants you know totally. that that are allowing us to breathe and live on this planet. Mm. Saying thank you, you know. Yeah. So those are the breaths that I like to do. Um, then I go into the humming um, and the toning after. And if it's a longer workshop or you know an, um, you know based on healing voice. Um, more than just a sound bath, then I'll go into um, calm response singing and mantras, chanting, and Sanskrit, mm -hmm. and how the meanings of those things tie into different intentions. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah, those are some great ones. Yeah, the shoe, that one I use a lot too when um, just like 
what I was talking about earlier, as far as like when I make sounds to move energy really quickly, mm -hmm. that's, I feel like one of the most powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Just getting out like in a second. <laughs> it helps also when you're just, when you're the facilitator. Right. You know, because you, you, you can get in a loop in your head, you know, getting observing people's energy and you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're dealing with a lot of being, of being up there and, and leading and shoo, breath helps you just clear out those anxieties or mm -hmm. those, you know, whatever it is that is preventing you from really communicating effectively. Right. We're right. always working on that. Um, so like, it's like the reset button. Yeah. The audible reset button. That'd be a good tool for people that are in places where they're like having to do a speech or mm -hmm. be in front of people or yes. actors, you right. know, like people that are performing just, yeah, that help. And when you're starting to feel that like excited feeling or that anxiousness, yes, would be a great one. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. I think those are some really powerful things for people to start just trying, you know, give it a shot, see how it goes. Um, you know, it's like Linda mentioned with the sound baths, you know, things can come up to the surface. It, it does unlock stored emotions, mm -hmm. uh, or just energy that's been stored in our organs or, um, you know, thoughts that you've been ignoring, all these things can come to the surface for you to pay attention to. I mean, that's the healing aspect of it. You right, know, it's healing. Yep. And, and so it's just something to be aware of that when you do start to do these kinds of practices, things may come to the surface for you, like old memories or, mm -hmm. you know, things that you've been suppressing and not wanting to pay attention to and seeing it as an opportunity for you to just be that witness for whatever does come to the surface. Yep. And staying with the practice right of these different tools which it, it is a practice it's not something that you can just like do once and expect it to be like this miracle thing right um but that's what i feel like is such a beautiful thing that's happening with the popularity of sound baths you know yes it's very relaxing and it's peaceful and it's you know just that for a lot of people yeah de-stress yeah a space where they can not have their phone for a minute. Right. Although I've seen, I've been in sound baths where people are on their phone, uh, you oh. know, once in a while. But most of the time, people understand that it's a sacred space to just unplug from the world for a second. Yeah, it's like no, it's like no accident that like the rise of the iPhone and the uh, connectivity, the constant connectivity, has also at the same time fueled the growth of the wellness industry. Mm. because you know we need yoga we actually need safe space to know that we're taking care of ourselves we actually need help taking care of ourselves right because we're being bombarded by info all the time i just remember like in the late 2000s before the iphone came out twitter was blowing up and whenever there was like some sort of like crisis in the world or some you know natural disaster or, or a big world event it's like the twitter would blow up and it's like you're it's like an obsession to, for, to get information all the time and you're reading all this stuff mm -hmm. or, or just in general, just like the, the scrolling and the, and the and input of what, what's going on with people, with the world and ingesting all of that at once. Right. It's like overload. It's like information overload, a stimulation mm -hmm. overload, and it makes us mentally, um, yeah, go to places that aren't healthy. Right. Um, in, in a lot of different aspects. Mm -hmm. um, so we need to it's such an important service that we're doing to create space. It's not, just, it's not entertainment. It's not just right. like, it's, it's not like music entertainment. It's, it's okay. You're here to work on yourself and just to be with yourself and be okay with that mm -hmm. and not seek the validation or the, you know, or, or let those outside stimuli, you know, affect your balance, get back to balance. Okay. We live in this world now. We, the information is just a benefit you know, to us also, mm -hmm. um, to share so freely and connect is a wonderful thing. Um, but it can become addictive. Yeah. And so then we need those spaces where we kind of like reset and, mm -hmm. um, get, get down with like, you know, not being, letting the stress take over yeah. our lives. It's easier said than done, mm -hmm. which is why it's, it has to be a consistent thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just, just trusting, trusting yourself and your own center and, and, and what through self-care you get there. Right. Yeah, I've always seen that you do that in your life and, and the different ways that you explore that work for you, mm -hmm. you know, which is why you're such a great person that, that holds space. You're so great, great <laughs> at it. Right. Cause you take care of yourself. Right. 
and that's the key. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to fill your own cup first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as they say, you know, yes. it's like you can't give when you're feeling depleted. Correct. You know? So right. that I feel like is number one, you know, and anything you can talk about with health and wellness, it's like, you got to put yourself first. Mm -hmm. You've got to take care of yourself. And that means on all levels, Yep. you know, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, and sound is such a great way to work on all of those levels. Yes. You know, even with the physical aspect of it really does travel into your body and it can break up that stored energy. And I mean, now that they use sound in surgery, you know, yes. to break up masses and it's, it's a growing field. It's been around, it's ancient yes, <laughs> you know, right? forever. I mean, right. that's why there's such powerful songs that we can now learn and use for healing like with the ragas and the mantras and all the every religion you know has their their music that Correct. is very healing and and now i think the science is starting to catch up you know there's mm -hmm. been more studies and things of what's really possible and i think that's going to continue i just recently saw a study of um where these people went to a gong, just a gong bath, um, and they measured their blood. Mm -hmm. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so just, yeah, like more people getting interested in how it's actually affecting our physicality, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it more needs to be done in that area. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, that was a fascinating, um, study, you know, um, research is an interesting field because mm -hmm. you know we make some things uh trying to prove that something in the more science end of things there's a lot of hopes for us to jump through yeah um but but you know everyone can agree that there's something there yeah you know the sound not being is being invisible um you know it makes people ask a lot of questions as to what <laughs> is real and what is not but I think we are here to be in the mystery um, of, of life, not mm -hmm. just in the factual science part of life, mm -hmm. but to try to figure out how the way those two things, the mysticism and mystery and the what's tangible and proven, you know, those two things um, continue to dance together to, to seek answers, right? Yeah. So we kind of create our own reality, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and um, we do that from a space of faith and divine purpose soul purpose and then we have to interact with the physical realm of everybody else doing the same thing right <laughs> and how all those are different perspectives and yeah. and and uh that's where we have so much conflict and mm -hmm. and and uh evolution right so we have to always come back to that space of love compassion openness that's really the only way honestly mm -hmm. like that's what sound teaches us it's this open network this framework uh no there's no words or dogma um there's no like it's just the sound is, you mm -hmm. know, and, uh, and so like creating a space and the sounds that, that fit the intention of what we're trying to do, um, you know, is a, is a real responsibility. Right. You know? And, and, um, I think it's definitely the most exciting area, you know, that is evolving at, mm -hmm. the, at the moment. And then makes you also think about how the other music that you like, you know, any genre, even heavy metal, mm -hmm. that's healing for people. It yeah. makes you look at it as that, that type of music speaking to that person. There has to be a reason why. Mm -hmm. And and looking at it from, from that angle rather than, you know, I'm just ingesting right. the stuff. But you're a, there's a feedback mechanism with listening and learning and, you mm -hmm. know, through the sound and the music compositions. Totally. So, yeah. Yay, it's exciting. <laughs> Did we do enough practices? Did we do something else? Should we do an, have everybody sure. join us in an, an awe sound? Okay, maybe? that'd yeah. be a good way to, yeah. to okay. close it out too. Yeah. And yeah, just to feel, <laughs> feel what it's like for you to make sound if it's new. And also another important piece I, I like to mention is it also it's a way of really bringing you completely present. Mm -hmm. And so a tool for that when you're making sound is that you can feel into your body while you're making the sound, like where are you vibrating? You know, you're going to feel like a, maybe a little bit of tingling or a vibration happening, even if it's just in your throat because mm -hmm. you're making the sound. But that's a great way of really bringing all of your awareness and your attention into the present moment. So maybe play with that in, while you're doing this, even if you're driving, 
you can still make Easy. sounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should, and you my should. favorite plays actually mm-hmm. while I'm driving. Yeah, <laughs> make all yeah. Kinds of sounds. for sure. It doesn't have to be, you can be singing along with a song on the radio, but right. it could just be ah sound and yeah. a bunch of sighs. And yeah. the next thing you know, you, you pass whatever that was, a little hurdle, and uh, you were flying for another minute or two until the next one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so for the ah sound, you can put your hand on your chest, both hands, one hand, and this is just a way to, um, because ah is associated with the heart, uh, just putting the intention of that sound emanating from there. So the heart has the largest electromagnetic field in the body, um, and we people can feel our heart resonance, heart coherence from, you know, we can broad, we're broadcasting that, right? Much more powerful than, than the brain, um, brain waves. So with that in mind, we'll do an uh, an ah together. We're going to breathe in deep and then just sing the vowel. Uh, it doesn't really matter the note because you don't have a drone or something um, or a note. It's really what uh, feels good to you. You can change the note if you want. If, that, if the one you start singing doesn't sound quite right, just put it where, in the range where it feels um, where it feels good. All right. So let's do that together. So take breathing. Supra breath, so a quick release. Ah, good. So we tune into the heart through the vowels, singing it all the way out, and then ending with just a cleansing breath, whatever you'd like to do. And if you if you do this for 10 minutes, if you have the time, five or 10 minutes, just add on every breath, you're doing the ah sound. When you come to a place of rest and silence after you do the singing, that's where the juicy vibes are. You really feel um, what kind of resonance you've created through the sound in your body and your mind. And I often feel like tingling, as you mentioned, in the hands and feet, right? So you're getting the chi moving uh, in the body and the energy. And um, it's so simple. That's what I love about it. Me too. You know, it's the, I don't need to, we don't actually need to go to Gayatri Mantra and all the, the things that go back to words and syllables. And we mm-hmm. can just stick with, vowels, breaths as a point a barrier uh, to enter you know, right. into the work. Yeah, and it's such a great, like I already feel shifted just from like two simple vowels, you know, and like for people that say they don't have time to meditate, it's like, right. just do that. Yeah. That took what, like yes. 20 seconds or something? Yeah, right, right, right. Yes. Like you yeah. have time for that, it's even hard. if it's on your way to a meeting. Yep. You know, you got it. it's such a powerful tool. Yeah good one yeah fun yay so i hope everybody tries that yeah yeah well and i will put links below to how you anyone can contact linda if you're interested in learning more about her offerings and the group sessions private sessions do you work through remotely at all i i can yeah Yeah. over skype or facetime you know Mm -hmm. especially doing stuff like this we're encouraging you know it's great because i love to hear people's stories about where they come from and Mm then you know design the you know, the practices that'll help them the most, you know, so mm-hmm. that can be done over online as well. Cool. Yeah. And then I'll also list Sonic Devas yeah. for people that are interested in coming and checking out one of our performances. Yes. And yeah, just stay in touch. And any last words you want to share? Um, no, I just wanted to just bless everyone and, and you know, um, find your way through the sound current. And, you know, encourage everyone to, to jump into this amazing modality thank you for having me yeah (laughs) oh one last question yeah Um, I usually like to ask all the guests what are your go-to practices to like shift out of a feeling that you're not wanting to feel like you're in like a funk you're Mm -hmm. feeling stuck like what are your go-to practices um you know movement has been helping me more than that I mean I do the toning and like a a 10 minute meditation but sometimes I need to jump on the trampoline so I'll do that (laughs) and a brisk walk yeah a brisk a brisk walk will shift it 
Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the walk can be in silence because really it's get, the funk is it's happening up here. Mm-hmm. Um, so listening to music some distracts from actually accepting that feeling. And, and so sometimes it's a walk with, um, you know, silent walk, nice. getting the body moving, you know, mm-hmm. doing the breaths and the toning like we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and other times it's just laying in a restorative yoga pose and doing the toning from there. Got so it. combining, we didn't really talk about this too much. Uh, we, we talked about sound mostly, mm-hmm. but combining the movement or the yoga pose or the stretching with the sound mm-hmm. can also help to shift as a funk too. So I use that a lot. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yay. All right. Bye everyone. Have a beautiful day. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to this conversation and please be sure to reach out to Linda. I will list all of her contact information in the show notes as well as the website for Sonic Devas if you're interested in seeing when our next performance is. And I'm actually going to close out this episode by playing some music from Linda and one of her collaborators, Torkum G, who I also have on this podcast in an earlier episode if you want to check that out. They're in a group called Solar Theory, and it's really beautiful music, and we're just going to close out with about a minute of one of their songs called Clear Blue Green.